Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello and welcome to the show. If you didn't know, we are part of an excellent gaming community called the Gaming Adventure Club. And this is our podcast. We talk about our gaming adventures throughout the week and what's going on in the gaming world. But first, I'm your host, Manny G, and I am joined by a fast maneuvering fighter designed to intercept his enemies. It's Interceptor Andy. What's up, buddy? Yeah, it is. What's going yeah, on, bud? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing there? The Colossus formerly, or the Manny formerly known as a Colossus. I guess that's how we should say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, man, what a great night it is. And I am super happy to be podcasting with you tonight. Heck yeah, buddy. Heck yeah. It's been yeah, a great week, is, dude. It has been. It is. We're recording Saturday night mm-hmm. and it's been a great week. How's it? How is your... Uh, gaming adventures been throughout oh, this dude. week it's they have been outstanding because i saved up my, a lot of my game time for mm-hmm. this week specifically and uh dude i've been having a really good time playing a little game called anthem bum, bum, bum. anthem yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah well hey man i can't wait to hear all about your anthem adventures we're actually gonna talk a little bit about anthem tonight Dude, I'm so excited. I'm excited about all of the stories that we're talking about tonight, man. There are a lot of good stuff happening this week. I am too. Interesting stuff happening this week. So yeah, I can't wait, man. Man, there, there's, oh, I'm, I'm doing fine, fine and dandy, but nobody cares, Andy. Let's jump into this game or into this, (laughs) let's jump into the show, man. This game we call podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So we have, we have this new segment that we decided to bring out. We dusted it off plugged it in it's called rapid news there was so much news this week we just couldn't cover all of it but we do have a couple things quickly that we want to run through so first rainbow six siege kicks off its fourth year of support with operation burnt horizon bringing two new operators one new map and i think the map is in australia pretty cool that's what Thaden tells us. Yeah, man. Yeah. Super cool. Thaden linked us this story. He is super excited about Rainbow Six. He loves the whole esports scene around Rainbow Six. And it's exciting, dude. But it is, as far as me watching it, man, it makes my head want to explode. Like, literally. It is okay. just so super fast. Looks good, though. Looks fun. You're a fan, right? How does... Uh, dude, I, I like... Uh... Yeah, I'm always a game of the Rainbow Six uh, universe, man. Uh, Tom Clancy is a one of my uh, one of my favorite authors. You know, I've, of course, I've written, I've written, yeah, I've read his Rainbow Six uh, book, and and you know, he, it's not just Jack Ryan that he writes about, you know, but that yeah. universe is the universe that Rainbow Six exists in, and uh, it uh, it's a great storyline, man. The concept is great. I'm so glad they made it a video game. And, uh, and yeah, man, all things Rainbow Six, uh, I'm a huge fan of. But, unfortunately, I have not do- do- dove? Do- do- div- d- dove, dived, dived, think you've doved. <laughs> oh, no. Into, uh... <laughs> Where's my nine-year-old? He needs to yeah, help me with my right, English. Help us, please. 
I have not jumped into the the esports watching the pros play it, man. I think it'd be a lot of fun, but that's super cool that they're bringing in mm-hmm. uh, some new maps, still supporting the game after so long. So, so yeah, that's really awesome to hear. Good job, Ubisoft. For sure. What Next else we got, up, Manny? Black Ops Four brings us Operation Grand Heist as a part of their battle pass. They are bringing two maps. Uh oh, look out, Rainbow Six, uh, Casino, and Lockup. With new cosmetic garbage. <laughs> I I wrote that and I was joking when I typed it. So I just <laughs> I just read what I wrote. Sorry guys. Yes. So new cosmetic stuff, including this uh silverback gorilla skin, so you could actually Ooh. be a real gorilla with a gun. Heck yeah. Now I wonder if uh Blizzard is gonna take exception to that, like, whoa ho. Hey. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> with their Winston, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, so, good, man. Good. Uh, yeah, man. Next up, Apex Legends releases a new weapon just ahead of its first battle pass, which takes place or which starts in March. Looking forward to that one. The gun's called the Havoc. It's a full auto charge energy rifle that can be used as a sniper if you hold down the trigger. Snap. The gun's good, man. I really yeah. like it. You know, I that I have Apex loaded, but as you as you guys all know, I'm I'm pretty selective with with the games that I can that I allow myself to play. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I'll I'll lose focus. But uh, and I did play a few rounds of promotion. I know, I know, dude. That would be <laughs> sad. I have, I only played a few games, but I, you know, dude, I love Titanfall. Man, it's like one of my favorite games. And so yeah, oh yes, it feels really good. That's cool that there's already man. Well. I know it's just quick rapid news, but um, it's fine. You know, a couple things. It, it, yeah. Like, are they holding stuff back and then just like, oh my god, we're supporting this game so fast? Uh, you know, like, or <laughs> or is it like that they're actually pumping stuff out this quickly? You know, like oh, we got to give them more stuff, give them more new things. Well, man, so, I uh, do not think interest is waning for this game. Man, it is super hot. Yeah, it's right. Always no up top on on uh, on Twitch. Everybody's talking about it, and in our Discord, I constantly see people saying, "Man, I'm I'm at work, but I'm thinking about Apex." Right, right, yeah, dude. No, it has people hooked. So many people playing that game. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's great, dude. It's great yeah. that we have uh, something right as uh, just in, in general uh, that you know, gamers, we have a game yeah. that's keeping. Uh, our attention so that's that's always yeah. a good thing so yeah the only complaints i hear about apex is the whole uh cash shop it's a free game so they're gonna charge something so people are like wow i don't want to pay that much for the stuff but hey then don't buy it right yeah, don't exactly. buy it. you don't need it you know it's, it's first free. person you don't even see yourself until you're at that at the uh, the beginning or the end screen yeah. you know or unless you see yourself up on the billboard if you're doing right. well but you know yeah. just uh just all you got to do here's a good solution so go find an awesome skin you like on your phone. Take a screenshot. Yeah. And whatever at your app that uh, preparation part at the beginning of the match, just hold up your phone and then there you go. Do you got yeah, your right. skin? That's it's, it's exactly totally free. Right. Easy. Manny just Easy fixed game. you for free. <laughs> Ma- Manny didn't charge you for that solution either. No, not at all. All right. <laughs> next up, Apex has shown in its data mined files that a solo and duo mode may be a thing in the future. So data mining is a thing for a lot of PC games and somebody dug through and I, I lost my source. I don't remember exactly who it was. So whoever you are, if you're listening, you're probably not good job. So, yeah. um, so they, they found, um, just things that refer to a solo in a dual mode 
in the files. Mm-hmm. We don't know if this is just junk data that's in there. All games have them. It's just stuff that's mm-hmm. there that they never took out. Or if it's something being planned for the future. But personally, I would love a duo mode in Apex. I don't care about solo. Mm-hmm. A duo mode would be great because sometimes I go in there like, you know, me and Thaden or whoever. And mm-hmm. it's just like our Blueberry is always off doing his own thing. And like yeah. it, and then they instantly get killed and then they leave the match and do the same thing to some other team. It's ridiculous. Some other unsuspecting victim. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do. I think it was me and Thaden. We're jumping out and you all kind of, you know, when you're coming down off of the, off the planes, you're three, you're stuck together. Right. Or you can hold X and break off on your own. And as soon as we jump out, man, the blueberry just holds X flies off somewhere else and gets killed as soon as he lands and then leaves the game. So it's off to oblivion. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, I guess, you know, more options is never a bad thing, but uh, I don't know. I feel like that uh, the threesome, right, uh, is is what makes it it special, you know, what makes it different. Yes. I really, really love it. I like it way more than fours. For whatever reason, to me, it just feels better. Yeah. I love it. It's good. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. Good times. Cool, man. Cool. All right. So that was our rapid news section. And let's jump down to the big news section. What are we going to call this? The normal news. The section. normal news. The not so the rapid ne- news. <laughs> That's right, dude. All right. So first up, Reggie, our dear Reggie, is leaving Nintendo. He is retiring after 50 years of service. 50 years. That's so okay. <laughs> insane. Insane that someone could work so long for one place. That's amazing. We okay. Were... It, I, I typed down 15, 15, yes, yes. but I wasn't, but then I started to second guess myself. Yeah. So we're just we, going to say 50. He's been we were, there forever. Yeah. We were joking earlier. I said, I'm going <laughs> to say 50, Manny. They won't know. <laughs> of course you guys would know though. Yes. Um, but that's crazy, dude. He's a, he's a, he's been a staple, man. I know, um, as far as the, you know, the, the, the heads, uh, mm-hmm. of all the different consoles. Yeah. Uh, he was probably one of the more personable ones, you know, people generally liked him, uh, you know, yeah, talking oh, yeah. about him like he's passed on, but, uh, yeah. but, uh, good for him, man. Mm-hmm. Ever since they saw him on stage and he's like, my name's Reggie and I'm here to kick Meryl and uh chew bubble gum. <laughs> and like, everybody's like, yeah. So he's cool, man. Nice. His body is ready for retirement. Good. Good for him, man. Enjoy it. Do you want to tell us what Polygon here said? Oh yeah. Polygon writes, Reggie Phil's aim. The charismatic president of Nintendo of America is retiring. Nintendo announced Thursday that Phil's aim will step down on April 15th. Doug Bowser currently the head of sales <laughs> and marketing at North Nintendo of America. And yes, that's his real name. will replace Phil Zame as president. Nintendo owns a part of my heart forever. Phil Zame said in a news release, it's a part that is filled with gratitude for the incredibly talented people I've worked with for the opportunity to represent such a wonderful brand. And most of all, to feel like a member of the world's most positive and enduring gamer community. As I look forward to departing in both good health and good humor, this is not game over for me, but instead leveling up 
to more time with my wife, family, and friends. So, uh, old Bowser's in charge now. <laughs> Everybody be careful. Yeah. I can hear the theme song. The theme song of uh, uh-huh. the, the Lava Castle. <laughs> yeah. Man, I could play it, but I'd probably get in trouble. Yeah, right. Maybe we can hum it. <laughs> that was a terrible job. That's great. I loved it. Yeah. Well, great. Good luck, Reggie. Yeah, That's awesome, luck. dude. He's retiring, spending mm-hmm. time with family. There's nothing wrong with that, man. After a nice long career, an impactful career, he has really been, you know, at least from my perspective, the face of Nintendo for a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great to see that he's had a great career and so many cool things have happened while he was at Nintendo. But um, he gets to step aside and let Bowser steal the princess. Yeah, right. Get Get her back. back. Speaking about Nintendo, Xbox Game Pass may be coming to the Nintendo Switch. I cannot tell you. What? I mean, I can't tell you how excited I am about this. This is so crazy, dude. Like, this is over the top insane. Right. So, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I'm going to ask the questions here because I need clarification. All right, man. Well, tell us what Game Informer said. Okay. So Game Informer lets us know, according to a report from outlet Direct Feed Games, an outlet that has a strong track record for rumors, especially centering around Nintendo, Microsoft, uh, and Nintendo. <laughs> did you cut and paste it? I did, dude, I, I, this is copy paste, dude. <laughs> I imagine that Game Informer. (laughs) I imagine (laughs) that (laughs) that they meant uh, PlayStation or Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are about (laughs) to get together. How credible is this uh, source if they can't even get that right? Right. Um, Anyway, uh, from the top, according to report to a report from Outlet Direct Feed Games, an outlet that has a strong track record for rumors, especially centering around. Nintendo, Microsoft, and what I'm guessing is Sony or PlayStation are about to get together. (laughs) (laughs) Are about to get together in a big way in the near future. Not only will some Microsoft games find their way to the Switch, but it looks like the entire Game Pass library might arrive via the magic of streaming. That is insane, man. That is crazy. Master Chief on the Switch. Oh, so many things. Yes. Hey, That's like, crazy. And, and not just old games, new games. Exactly. You know? Day Crackdown and date. 3. Like yeah. all the, the direct. Gears uh, of War. Or not direct release. Gears of War. Yes. On the Switch. That is insane. That is so crazy. So if they, if they pull this off, man, that, I mean, I, it feels like it's a good move, right? Like it, it's smart move on both Nintendo and uh, Microsoft's. Well, here's the thing, man. Nintendo needs to push hardware. Mm -hmm. They cannot sell any games unless you have a Switch. The only way I'm ever going to buy a Switch is if I have Game Pass on it. (laughs) It, it, I know. So this is like, this is, this is amazing. This is really cool. It's like a, a, it's a, it's a partnership made in heaven, right? Like Xbox gets a handheld device that they can you know stream onto depending on how their streaming uh, technology works out but that is so cool dude if this is the case i am i am going to pay for five years worth of game pass on my switch dude (laughs) all up all up front 
all yes. at once. Yes. <laughs> just go oh, all in. <laughs> just going to write you a check here. Is there any financing option for <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, dude. This is so good, man. It's I've been enjoying my Switch a ton lately. You know this, uh, playing Diablo, and I've been talking about how well they've done uh, porting some of those games. It's impressive with that little screen. All it is is a little screen with these Joy-Cons attached to it, and it's crazy what they can get on there, man. It 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 looks and it performs amazingly. I, it could look better, I'm sure. Right? You're you're the uh, you know the uh, technology snob uh, of well. the two of us, <laughs> but uh, but it's still it's amazing, man. It's amazing that they can do that on such a small screen. Yeah, I I am. I think this is great. I think it's fantastic, you know, and, and I only see nothing but wins all around. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think it's a great idea. Let's see how it plays out. Next up, there is a rumor going around that we're going to learn all about the Xbox consoles, two new consoles Mm -hmm. this year at E3 2019. Strong speculation. I think we, we've, we've all, I don't want to say expected, but I mean, it makes sense that that's when we would, when we would get news but uh but i can't wait dude i can't wait i'm most excited about their streaming uh technology right the consoles yeah. that come out are always that's great you know i'm glad uh that they're that they're putting the next version out there but i mean it, it usually means you know uh things look better run better uh, yeah. uh load faster you know but mm-hmm. but this streaming stuff is really exciting because that opens up a whole new possibilities right all these new possibilities so uh so from one of the worst site names ever where consumers come first tech says uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great the next generation of consoles has been in the works for some time now despite the lack of any official announcement yet while it seems like sony is going to wait a bit longer to reveal the playstation 5 after their decision to skip e3 2019 entirely microsoft is getting ready to make its big announcement the time frame isn't entirely surprising as the xbox one x then called project scorpio was first announced uh at e3 2016 and then released in fall 2017 so earlier today french website uh oof manny i want to say it but uh is it joe video it's a french website so i'm i'm (laughs) doing a terrible job here i'm just Uh, leaving you out to dry there buddy a a french website with a a hard to pronounce name reported that xbox lockhart and xbox anaconda the next gen microsoft consoles will be revealed at this year's electronic entertainment expo as previously rumored lockhart will be the cheaper version of the console uh, of the consoles, and it will have no disc tray to reduce costs. The Anaconda Xbox, on the other hand, will be the more powerful variant, and it will come with a disc tray and much better specifications. Both consoles will feature a one terabyte NVMe one plus gigabyte slash SSD <laughs> hard drive. Solid Perfect. state. Yeah, drive. it's a solid state hard drive. Yeah. Beautiful. Those NVMe. are awesome. My mic, super my, fast. My Apple laptop has one of those, bro, and it's the best. How advanced is that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to see these consoles. I'm really excited. I am glad, finally, that they're putting a a native SSD 
So you don't have to Frankenstein your own Xbox, which right. I've been tempted to do. I haven't done yet, and I probably should at some point, but eh, I'm kind of like, eh, I don't care. But dude, having an SSD in there would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We also, from some other sites, we learned uh, about some of the hardware they're using as well. And it looks like from some of the specs for the hardware that has been leaked, it looks like the Lockhart is going to be like a 1080p box mm-hmm. without a disk drive. So that I'm looking to see that one's going to be, it's like very affordable. I think mm-hmm. they're going to want to put that one in everybody's home because there's a ton of people who don't care about 4K at all. But the Anaconda, the the uh, the big daddy, the powerful one, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be amazing. Yeah, I, I think it's going to yeah. put the Xbox One X, uh, just leave it in the dust. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think that, the, like, similar to what we see with, like, my Xbox and your Xbox, Manny, not that we're yeah. making comparisons here, but um, <laughs> you know how, like, you like you typically load in faster in the games and and everything uh do you think that that we'll see similar performance differences between the two consoles i think the anaconda is gonna just be super powerful we'll see soon right e3 is just around the corner we're gonna be doing e3 right pretty soon uh so hopefully walmart is getting ready with their leaks hopefully it's an annual thing where they just leak all the games for us so yeah. we have stuff yes. to talk about months hey, in advance, dude. Correct right? me if I'm wrong, but is that around the time that we started the Gaming Adventure Club? Which is, wasn't E3 like our first episode? Yeah, we started, uh, uh, I think it was a three-part series called The Road to E3. Yeah. That's where oh, we started. Tear, it's coming around again. Little sentimental tear just rolling down my Slash cheek. tear. Yeah. Nice, dude. Well, cool, Exciting. dude. I can't wait, man. Yeah. I can't wait to, to cover that for our one year anniversary. I am. You know, it's it's so funny because we talked about last, was it last week or maybe the, the week before where we talked about uh, Sony's president, uh, Sean Layden, how he was almost, uh, and it was strategic, obviously, but he was almost de- uh, devaluing E3 and how important yeah. it is. Yeah. It is the most anticipated event for me in the entire year, even more than BlizzCon. Yeah. And I used to be a huge Blizzard fan. So did you, uh, did you ever watch, did you, did you ever watch Billy Madison? Billy Adam Madison? Sandler? Yeah. Yes. I think so. Remember he, remember the scene where, uh, the little friend he made in, I guess he, he was in elementary school. He was having to go through school again. When he made it to elementary school, one of the kids was getting bullied or something. No, he peed himself and he was embarrassed uh-huh. about it. And so he turns around and he pees himself or no, he pours water on his crotch. And he's like, all oh, the cool kids do it. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what, uh, play, uh-huh. yeah, Sony was doing with E3. Like, Oh no, none of the cool kids like to go to E3 anymore. It's so lame. So Sean Lady was just pouring water on his pants. Anyway. That's all he was doing. All right, dude. Let's get down to the last topic here. The last oh, story yes. is Anthem. Anthem is mm-hmm. out, and it's all yes, it E8's is. fault. Mm. So <laughs> a, a quick disclaimer here. We're not doing a review of Anthem, and we're not doing a huge list of pros and cons and stuff like that. We're going to talk about a couple perspectives here and a couple points about Anthem. So let's just jump in. I just want to get that out of the way. We're not reviewing the game, mm-hmm. but the reviews are in. And oh, Anthem yes, has are. been released to mixed 
reviews. Mixed Ugh. and negative, basically. Yeah, I would say they're leaning more towards the fair to midland, we'll say. <laughs> well, 60 <laughs> out of 100 on Metacritic, 4 out of 10 mm-hmm. on uh, the, is the user score. Mm-hmm. This does not happen with a game that is accepted by everyone and loved, right? Like, you know, you think of games like God of War and stuff where it's like universally accepted as great games. So what those scores tell us is that the game has issues, right? Does it have bugs? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is the game like suffering from a variety of content? Uh, Yes. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it, is it mass effect? No, the game is definitely not mass effect. It is definitely not Diablo. Mm -hmm. This game is about team play. It's about movement. It's action packed combat. It's about looting. It's about builds. It's a rich world with lore and beautiful vistas. You could spend a ton of time reading and learning about the world. And all those things are just jam-packed in there. BioWare has created this multi-level experience. And they've really been looking to satisfy a whole group of people, a diverse group of people, people who love exploration, who love lore, but also people who really love a satisfying end game where you could, you know, kind of grind through levels and and just make something great out of your character. So in some areas they have succeeded and in other areas they have either failed or fallen short, depending on who you ask. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's two in my mind. And at least for our discussion tonight, there's two main reasons that Anthem isn't a a great success among everyone, among the masses. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say, number one, it's EA access and EA in general and number two, the fact that it's a live service game. But we'll break those down, Andy. But what do you have to say about just the overall temperature of Bioware amongst the gaming world? Well, man, you know, and I've, I've, I've been really trying to digest how I truly feel about this, right? Be self-analytical and, and try not to flavor the way I've been enjoying the game flavor my perception of how good the game is right Mm -hmm. for me the game has been a ton of fun i do see uh, a lot of the problems with the game i've experienced a lot of the problems with the game nonetheless uh the game is so much fun uh especially when i get to play with you i've been playing a lot with alex and whiskey and so when we're all together dude it is one of the most fun experiences that i've had in gaming in a long time right it's new it's different i don't feel like the the staleness that i have been feeling in some of my um other sort of staples in my gaming library um so i've enjoyed it a ton now why it's having the issues that it's having it's hard for me to say man i think that I think there are a lot of things at play. Uh, I, I've been sort of stimulating conversation in the Discord uh, between, um, you know, a lot of our community members and fellow content creators. And, you know, it's what I think it is, is that it, it's a symptom of a bigger issue. Right. And we can't get into the discussion of, of what I think that issue is. But um, I think that it's it, it has a lot to do with the expectations of us, you know, the consumer, mm-hmm. um, the the publishers, 
and then you know the the folks that are kind of getting their hands on on the games early right and reviewing these games i don't think it's fair to review a game uh, especially a live service game so early because it's a live service game right like just it almost seems that you know we're still trying to understand what or establish what the rules of engagement are with a game like this. And I think if we've learned anything is that the rules of, or at least the norm has been that these games come out in a state that is less than perfect and they evolve into some pretty amazing experiences. Now, is that because the developers, not the publishers? So in this case, Bioware, is that because Bioware has to put it out? It has to, just let it breathe, you know, say, okay, look, we have an idea for what we want out of this game, but we need to get it into the hands of the people that are actually going to spend the time playing the game because we can't read their minds, right? It's, they have to get the feedback. Hey, we love this. We hate that. And, and in the past, I think most games that have been developed up until now, uh, that aren't live service games, right? It's, it's, it's different because, they they know what they're going to put out there. They know the story they're going to tell. They know exactly the mechanics that they want to have in the game. And so they have playtesters try to break it. Okay, it's not uh, it's not breaking. Okay, here, let's fix that. Or, or it's not doing what we want it to do. And let's patch it up. Let's fix it. Put it out because that's it. You're not getting anything else. Maybe some DLC down the line, but you're not going to be constantly getting new content over and over again, right? So I think they have to put the games out like that, you know, to a degree. Now, it could be EA pushing a game out before it's ready, but I, 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 can a live surface game, can a game like Destiny in its best form exist right out of the gate? You know? Yeah, can that's a game, the question, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, the mm-hmm. only one that I can think of that has come out in a pretty much complete state has been Monster Hunter World. And is that a live service game? Would we define that as a live service game? You know? Well, I think by design, they could have made it a live service game by holding a lot of stuff back, releasing Mm -hmm. it sooner, and then fed those things into the game as time went on. That's what these live service games do. Uh, You know, during the development cycle, there's things that are, that are dog eared for live service. Put that on the shelf. We do that later. We're Mm -hmm. focusing on this core system first. And when you do that, there are so many things that your game is going to lack because of of how the game is being developed. And mm-hmm. I think that the gaming industry is completely brutal. It is unforgiving, yeah. sometimes for a lot of people, just an awful cycle. But you have these artists, these creative people, and this is what they they thrive on, right? making these amazing Mm -hmm. worlds so that people would love them and and kind of uh, experience that. But look at the, look at what happens when you release a game that isn't successful, that doesn't have the basic quality of life features that everyone would expect. Uh, Look at what happened with Activision last week and the 800 people that they let go. Look at what Mm -hmm. happened, what's happening now with arena net and the hundreds of people that they're laying off now and how EA just talked about how that they're laying off a bunch of people, all of these people, tons of people losing their jobs because their games are failing. Mm -hmm. People are, are genuinely concerned for Bioware because we have loved Bioware. People have loved Bioware for so long Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But then they see their game have these types of scores and not being received. It's yeah. going to happen to them too. It it comes for everyone that mm-hmm. isn't bringing that high quality AAA game out right out the gate. They have an opportunity to make things better through their live service. But the question is, how long will that take? And by the time they bring out all the things we want, will there be anyone left to enjoy them? Yeah. Well, let's jump into a couple of these things here. Um, The first thing, EA Access. Nobody likes it. Yeah, no. Even as a concept, right? Like the... The games that are available are not nearly as good as what Game Pass has. And so they're trying to, I think what they're trying to do is market that subscription mm-hmm. uh, in a different way. And I don't think it's working, man. I think it's making things worse, you know? Well, he, here's the thing with EA Access. They give they let you have early access on their new titles. People perceive that as the full launch. Mm-hmm. And then the it's it's clearly not like with Anthem, with Battlefield Five. The whole, you know, playing early, these games are not ready. They're mm-hmm. definitely just not ready to go. Um, the the difference between the early access and the launch game of Anthem, night and day. Huge yes. fixes, thousands of bug fixes, yeah. completely different experience between one and the other. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're going to get judged by what you release. Yeah. So... You know, that's why so many people had a bad experience and have already written the game off because it was in the public's hands, you know, as early access, but it just wasn't ready to be that. So that that is a huge issue. Someone at EA needed to realize that and to stop it before it happened. But they're unwilling to do that. And the reason why is because EA needs people to get on board with EA access so they have that continued guaranteed revenue stream in addition to their game sales, in addition to their uh, microtransactions. They need that money. That's what they're after. And for them, someone at EA is valuing EA Access subscriptions above a better launch. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. <sighs> Again, I just, you know, in a, in a capitalist economy, the decisions that a business makes, I feel like... I mean, it makes sense that it should be driven by what their consumers tell them with their wallets, right? Yeah. So someone's is making them money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Someone's sure buying these these subscriptions. Someone is paying for this, you know, and mm-hmm. and it's enough people for them to to make that decision, right? To exactly yeah. what you said, value the subscription over the successful launch of a game. Like right now, I'm still subscribed to EA Access. I haven't canceled it yet. And how many hundreds of people, or thousands even, that are subscribed now that are going to pay for a month or two or three and not even realize it or forget to cancel or yeah. end up finding something that they like with EA Access? Right. It's it's a risky business, I think. And it's something that apparently works just fine for electronic arts. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a big topic, right? It's bigger oh, than yeah. Anthem and EA, and I don't I don't like it. I don't like that uh that this game, specifically this game, uh yeah. which I'm having so much fun playing, mm-hmm. is is being received so poorly. Uh and some of the things that are being said like I just don't see them, man. Like the gameplay loop has been a ton of fun. The loot has been very interesting. The combo system, the 
just everything about the the power fantasy feels great, man. It really does. I mean, at least I think it does, you know. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe and you know, I'm questioning myself. You know, is like, am I am I crazy? <laughs> yeah. Am I part of the problem? You know, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I I really I really love Skillup. You know, I think he's mm-hmm. he's a great content creator. He put out a scathing uh, review of this game and I'm, and I'm listening to it. And, and mind you, I'm, my ear leans toward trusting his opinion. Mm-hmm. And I just, I felt like, man, I don't know if I agree with him on this one, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's but, fine to do. But I'm so. not a reviewer. You because know? I mean, what he's doing is he's doing his job and he does it well. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't think something's right, then he's going to tell you, but he's going to say it in such a way that it's convincing because that's mm-hmm. what he does. Right. So that's his opinion, right? And mm-hmm. that's something mm-hmm. that people need to to be aware of. You have these news outlets like Game Informer, you have Kotaku, and you have these these professional establishments that they're they're reporting at a certain standard, right? They do something wrong as far as that profession goes, they get fired. That's how it works. We've seen it in the past. That's the way it works. And then you have YouTube. YouTube is like a wild west. There are so many people who are kind of asserting their opinions and speaking mm-hmm. about them as though they are facts, giving no arguments to convince anyone, but they're just stating it as though it's true. This is boring. Why is it boring? Well, he doesn't ask why it's boring. He doesn't explain why it's boring. He says, this is boring. And I'm not speaking right. spill, skill up specifically because I did right. not watch his review, mm-hmm. but you're going to find that all over YouTube. And that does sway a lot of people because people aren't thinking critically. They're just trusting and, and believing. And, they, you know, we have to stop doing that. You know, look yeah. at people for who they are and appreciate what they're saying, but understand why are they saying that? One mm-hmm. thing that people just have to do is just ask why over and over like a little kid. Why, why, why? And, you know, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're going to be able to to listen to more people and understand their perspective a bit more. But whenever you start questioning why, then, you know, that kind of helps you to understand where people are coming from. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just my two cents on that specific idea. Mm -hmm. But EA Access as a concept is good. EA Access as a service is also good if you enjoy EA products. The early access of new games, uh, I, I don't think is good. I think it's bad for uh, the gamer and it's bad for the developer because what I'm afraid is going to happen now is that all the all the people that they were that they had at Bioware that were going to continue working on the live service of Anthem. Guess what? Anthem's not doing well. We take these people and we put them on Dragon Age. So then you have this skeleton crew working on a live service, trying to pump out content and it's going to be a difficult road for them because Mm -hmm. you know, their game's not making enough money. Another possibility is that we're going to see worse and worse microtransactions. It happens a lot. Look at, uh, look at Activision and what's happening with black ops. Now they just introduced the whole loot box thing again. And it's, and it's gross. Mm -hmm. So these are all the things that we fear. These are all the things that we don't want to happen, but these are all possibilities whenever a, a game fails. Right. And then ultimately, you know, like what we saw all those layoffs and stuff, we don't want that to happen, but 
this is this is the the world we're living in where these things happen it's crazy yeah yeah for sure man it really is man i hope i hope people give this game an opportunity man i would hate to for us to eat another one of our own you know yeah. uh, bioware is a great developer uh they put out some really mm-hmm. uh, exceptional games some experiences oh, yeah. that among my the my favorite gaming experiences of my life yeah right with some of their star Wars stuff, you know, I mean, I just, I, I love that stuff. So me too, man. Um, I played the, um, their star Wars MMO for a long time and I really, mm-hmm. really loved it despite, you know, in spite of all the flaws and the, and the, the drop balls by where had and everything about that game, I loved the experience. It was so mm-hmm. much fun for me and I just played it over and over. I loved starting new characters, just going through the whole, um, the whole thing. It was, it was great. I even liked their PVP yeah. that people hated. I loved it. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I think Anthem is another one. It has a, it has a very good bone structure. Probably one of, again, I speak for myself. Yeah. I'm not trying to put an opinion out there or, or anything like that. Uh, but I, I feel like of these live service games that I've played, one of the best bone structures that any of them have had, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I There's agree. So much, so much to build on here. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to our, our second point here is is the fact that it's a live service game and i think one reason why people are upset about the state of anthem now is because a live service game has the tendency of giving you just this slow drip feed of content stretched out over a year and often it's unappealing and unsatisfying Mm. there's a lot of games that i could look at right now that whenever their their content comes out that's a part of their whole like a uh, live service thing i look at it and i think that doesn't appeal to me that doesn't seem satisfying mm-hmm. i don't want to play it right. so they they've released their 90 day roadmap they've given us given us all the details and dates you know general dates like months and stuff and one of the problems is that their aspirational content the cataclysms the things that everybody's been wanting it's not coming out until may yeah, it's crazy. That's a long time away. That is a long time. And, you know, what other games are going to be around in full swing in May? I know that yeah. the Division 2 is coming out swinging. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're releasing with eight-person raids, and there's an absolute ton of endgame there. And mm. it's absolutely a, a competitor to Anthem. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Especially, well, you know, there's only so many hours in, in the day that one could play yes. um, these games. So, uh, yeah. yeah, dude, for sure. And if it comes out, um, now the only thing that I can see hurting that game is uh, some of the the microtransactions that have kind of been speculated. And I don't know mm-hmm. that they've been confirmed, but, you know, they were talking about selling like, um inventory space yes inventory space mm-hmm. which is really crappy you know what i mean yeah um, i mean it depends on what you start with and how yeah. much you actually need is it going to be a necessity or is it going to be a luxury you know right. those are questions that need to be answered mm-hmm. and but yeah it's it is it is a but you're totally right a sore point you're totally right man that's a that's a direct competitor so, and then of course, you know, Destiny's coming out with, uh, some of their content drip feed that they're, they're putting mm-hmm. out. Um, yeah. so all that stuff, it's just, you know, vying for our, for our free time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it doesn't help 
doesn't help to push back some of the um the end game or uh what, yeah. what, what is it that they're calling it the elder game the elder game or uh no what's the other they're calling it their um aspirational content aspirational content you know mm-hmm. we'll see dude we'll see let's i i'm you know i'm certainly i'm gonna enjoy it while i have it uh i'm gonna have to take a break here pretty soon um mm-hmm. so i'm getting as much time as i can in uh with the game yeah hopefully it's still around when i come back around to it uh, because i think that there is something special here you know the other thing that i've noticed uh all of just almost I don't want to give a number because it's purely speculation, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm inferring it, but, uh, um, a lot of the reviewers that I've seen negative reviews talking about how crappy it is, blah, blah, blah. Almost to a person they've said, I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm having a lot. I'm actually having a lot of fun <laughs> playing the game. It's like, okay, man. Yeah. Yes. So I don't know. I, yeah. I don't, I don't understand, dude. I am enjoying Anthem. I yeah. played it all night, stayed up late, fell asleep just about in my chair. Hmm. And then I um, I was off work today. I played it as much as I possibly could. I am enjoying it. It is my type of game. But mm-hmm. I do see all the issues and they're real oh, issues for me. Absolutely. You can play the game right now for five bucks with X on Xbox or PC with the whole uh, EA Access that 10 hour trial, you can still do that right now. Uh, I would recommend watching a review by the T-Rex. Mm. Have you heard of the T-Rex, Andy? Oh yeah. That yeah. is uh Broman, professor Broman's brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is, he's a streamer too. Zillions of hours in monster hunter world. And mm-hmm. so he, he knows what he's looking at. He's been playing the Anthem a lot, nonstop. Uh, his video is called hit or miss an Anthem review. So I would definitely recommend that you check that out. In my opinion, it is a fair and honest view from the standpoint of someone who is looking to play the end game. Okay. There are other view reviews out there that focus on lore story and exploration. They're out there as well. If mm-hmm. that is your focus, you're going to enjoy Anthem. I believe if mm-hmm. your focus is on end game and stuff like that, I think you would benefit from this T-Rex video. Um, because he, he makes, makes some of the, uh, the pain points clear and he does it in a, in his own entertaining way. So check that out if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. And check them all out. Make up your own mind, you know, get get viewpoints from, from several people. The, the overwhelming majority I think you'll find are fairly negative though. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, T-Rex, like you said, I have not actually seen his review. Mm-hmm. M-Test is another good one. You know, he's playing the game a lot. He's trying to be as honest as he can. He talks about yeah. some of his disappointments with, um, you know, the roadmap. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's another good one. And, and certainly yeah. skill up, you know, go go watch him. Uh, it's a pretty scathing review. But if, yeah. you know, if if you want to hear a lot of the, the negatives painted in great detail... That's a good video to watch also. So watch <laughs> yeah. them all. Make up your own mind, though. Yeah, if you watch the skill of video, go watch the uh, Say No to Rage response video. To, oh, yeah, for uh, sure. To skill of yeah. video because he has some good, good things to point out as well. So. Yes. Anyways, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Follow us on Twitter, G underscore Adventure Club. Send in a speak pipe so we could hear your awesome voice. Speakpipe.com slash 
Gaming Adventure Club. And thank you so much for listening. And if you have enjoyed the show, don't thank us. Thank our Patreons. Thank you so much for your support. We greatly appreciate it. And lastly, yes, lastly, we'll ask you to go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review that helps us have some exposure. So for any other link, just go to GamingAdventureClub.com. And until next time, my friends, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. Are you still there? Manny. Yes, yeah, sorry. I was looking something up. Oh, and I was geez. trying to be quiet. So I was typing. <laughs> I was like, just keep talking, Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah. The one time I needed you not to shut up, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right, dude. All right. Well, let's, let's just jump in.